All right. Everybody knows that multimillionaires, those people can retire early, but can you retire early if you make $70,000? One expert says, absolutely. But is that true or is that just more internet clickbait? That and Sandy Smith from Yes, I Am Cheap coming up on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, my mom's half-finished basement. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Sandy Smith from Yes, I Am Cheap in my office in very dreary Long Island, New York. So the office is clearly the better place to be than outside today. Yes, very much so. It's like 69 degrees outside. What what happened this summer? What's, it is it is over, Sandy. In the north, <laughs> it is over. This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like Sandy from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave with a takeaway to make it all your own. And now we do that for you six days a week, all in about 15 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Acre Trader, investing in farmland simplified. If you don't know a lot about investing in farmland, they have an explainer video. So head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF, acretrader.com forward slash MWF, of course, for money with friends. And we have the thought leader of thought leaders with us back today for more. Sandy Smith from Yes, I Am Cheap joins us. How are you? Good. Good now. (laughs) Now that I'm here with you talking retirement. It was a struggle getting you here today. Okay, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. Not that Joe isn't busy, but I'm actually really busy, and I don't mind sharing. I was recently in the hospital, so I lost a week of regular life, and trying to catch up is tough. I am so happy to hear that you're out of the hospital, though, and okay, and hanging out with us. Because when you said very casually, by the way, Sandy says, "Hey, can we reschedule?" Da 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 da. Like says fifteen things, and then the last thing she says is. I'm in the hospital. <laughs> like it's, it's it's not that it's you can't downplay it like that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So the the thing is, I was the youngest person on my hospital ward by half the age of everybody else. There were 45 rooms on my floor. Everybody else had to be in their 70s and 80s. So I think I've got a lot to say about retirement, which is what we're going to be talking about today. We are nice foreshadowing. Let's see which of our friends Sandy's going to kick off today's show. This is Bethany from the Money Mill House. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. All right, you pick this one. So do you want to do the honors? This comes to us from CNBC and is written by Emmy Martin. Yes, let's roll. It's been great because my Twitter has been ablaze because I shared this article. So I really wanted to talk uh, about it with you guys. The article is, um, it says, 34-year-old self-made millionaire. If you make $70,000 a year, you could retire in 10 years. Here's how. In 2010, 24-year-old Grant Sabatier had just moved back in with his parents after bouncing from job to job and then getting laid off in the midst of the recession. With less than $5 to his name and only three months to find his own place, Sabatier knew that he needed to get his finances back on track. His wake-up call came on the morning of August 24th when he wanted a Chipotle burrito for lunch. Listen, he doesn't. (laughs) That's very specific. (laughs) I only had $2.26 in my bank account, not even enough to buy a side of guacamole, says the millennial money 
founder and author of Financial Freedom, A Proven Path to All the Money You Will Ever Need. Sabatier set a goal for himself on the spot, earn $1 million and retire as early as possible. I say that to myself every night. He began doing anything he could for money, from flipping domains to buying and selling Volkswagen campers. I had 13 different income streams wow. at one point, he says. Wow. Lots, right? Yeah. We always hear, you hear you need seven different income, income streams. He he nearly doubled, doubled that. He boosted his income to more than $300,000 per year. He also managed to save around 80% of what he brought in, which he invested in the market. Only five years, three months, and six days later, Sabatier reached his goal with more than $1.2 million saved. That was in 2015. Although his story, story sounds extreme, Sabatier, now 34, believes nearly anyone who earns more than a certain amount can follow in his footsteps. I think a vast majority of Americans can retire in 10 years or less if they're making at least $70,000 per year. To make that happen, you have to be willing and able to consistently save 50 to 70% of your income, he says, and that may require a major overhaul of your lifestyle. But you don't have to make yourself miserable. It all comes down to your attitude going into the situation, he says. The most important thing here to realize is to realize that saving is not a sacrifice. It's an opportunity. You're going to have to live a little bit differently than most people, he adds. You might be thinking, how can I live on $30,000 or $35,000 per year? But you can actually live pretty well on thirty dollars or $35,000 a year. Sabatier emphasizes that making short-term sacrifices now allow you the freedom of financial independence later. You're thinking, oh, I'd have to get a really crappy apartment or drive a really crappy car. And the answer is, you might actually have to do that for a little while, he says. But we're not talking about doing that forever. We're talking about doing that just for a couple of years in order to bank and save and invest the difference. If you're interested in retiring in 10 years, Sabatier offers three tips to make this happen. One. Yeah, we could just really just do the I'll headlines. Do the big ones. Yeah, just do yeah. the headlines. Cut your these. housing expenses. Right. Yep. Um, and he talks about cutting um, down to six or $700 a month. And then you can have, uh, you be able to cut your time to retire. Two, start a side hustle. Um, he says, go out and make extra money. Um, every $1,000 you make, uh, invest the difference. Stick with it, he says. If you want to retire early, the most important thing is to keep yourself motivated. So don't slack off, you know, 10 days later. I like a method he has, Sandy, down at the bottom of doing that, where he says he kept himself going by gamifying his savings. I found yeah. that with myself, and I think it applies to a lot of us. You make it a game to see how just how frugal you can get or how much money you can save. You've done this. I mean, you even did it with your uh, wedding, for goodness sakes. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. so when I shared this article, I've I had a lot of people on Twitter like fake news and they're doing the math and they're like, there's no way in hell. He makes $300,000 a year. He's telling us we can retire in 70,000. It was just a lot of very negative commentary. Now I have to give a little caveat. Joe and I have discussed um, early retirement before. We both have very specific views on the fire uh, movement, um, financial independent retire extreme. That's what that is. Um, and I've always said that I don't think that people do the math very well. Um, we also know Grant as well. So we're going to put that asterisk out there. I have to on purpose. <laughs> right. So I'm usually the one like, these people are out of their damn minds. Um, 
But I've really thought about this and I thought about what I've done myself. Uh, I paid $130,000 off in about five or six years, a little less than that. And I wasn't making $70,000 a year at all. Um, And then I also looked at what the average amount that people have when they retire. The average retiree at 65 has about $120,000 saved. So here I am, I I paid off 130,000 in five years and the average retiree has less than that in their savings and I was making less money. Um, So I thought that this article was aspirational and inspirational, but do I think every single person can do it? Not necessarily, but yeah. I'm going to let you do your commentary before we get into the nitty gritty. No, totally agree, Sandy, because uh, you and I both knowing Grant, we also know this is not the way he did it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, generally speaking, it's it's the income stream that that makes a lot of sense. However, like my mom says, it isn't what you make, though. It's what you keep. And I it's think it's, yes. And you and I know a lot of people. So he's making $300,000 and that's where the eye roll comes from. Thing. Right. But, but that's where the eye roll comes from. People are like, well, he made $300,000 and they start putting some stank on it. Right. Going, well, I don't think, well, listen, it's not just about the 300,000. He also slept on couches while he mm-hmm. was making 300,000. So he made 300 and he kept the majority of of it. And that 300 didn't come from one job. People are like, well, if I had a job that paid 300, he went out and made his own job. He didn't wait for a pay raise. He didn't apply for just one job. He had 13 different income streams at one time to get to 300. Can we pause on that? 13 is a lot. That's a ton of money. And you have to think creatively because you don't have time for 13. No, you do not. So <laughs> so it's got to be passive income. Yes. Yeah. Some of it had to have been passive income. And I think people miss that part because in the article, he says you have to you have to side hustle. In, in the original article, um, he, he said outside of your salary, you should try to shoot for making an extra $10,000 a year. Um, you know, is that doable? Absolutely. In my group, the Hustle Crew, I have a side hustle challenge uh, to help you make $500 a month in side hustle money. Um, That's half of the $10,000 he's talking about, right? I think it's perfectly doable to make an extra $1,000 a year, uh, a month, sorry, in extra money and dedicate most of that money towards your retirement if that's what your your entire thing is to do. Um, Again, (laughs) The $330,000 does throw everybody off. It absolutely will. It is easy to do it when you're making, you know, a third of a million a year. Right. $70,000. Can everybody do it on $70,000? Absolutely not. New York City, which is where I live, $70,000 isn't going to get you very far. Um, If you're living in, you know, Texarkana, (laughs) (laughs) which is where Joe just moved from, possible. You know, can you live on 30? The other thing that I saw a lot of people commenting, who can live on $35,000 a year? Newsflash, there are a lot of Americans living on $35,000 a year. Uh, A lot of Americans living on $35,000 a year. If you work at a fast food restaurant, retail, any of those kinds of locations, you're making just about that per year. Yeah. That's it. My dog is going crazy. I hope you he don't hear it in the background. <laughs> we do, but that's Somebody all right. My doorbell. That's how people know this is live. That's it exactly is live. how people know. You know what that is? That's actually FedEx dropping off my dress 
for the Plutus Awards. Awesome. <laughs> and for those of you uh, that don't know, Sandy is the uh, is the Plutus Award host this year. Congratulations, by the way. You're the co-host. You and uh, our friend Jordan from the UK going to yeah. be co-hosting it. I'm sure you guys have lots of fun surprises planned. We do. Yeah, it's we good. Do. But I love this comment by Kelly. Yes. We felt like millionaires when our family started making $40,000 a year. Like, what will we do with all this money? Since then, we've been able to increase our income and save over half of it. Well, and, and it's funny because uh, I like this comment, too, because I lived the other half of this early on, which, Sandy, for, for Cheryl and I, it was, listen, we're only making X amount of money. If I just get a pay raise, the budget will finally work. And because we didn't have good financial controls in place, we we finally realized after beating our head against the wall for a few years that, you know what, it didn't matter how much money we made because we didn't have financial controls and we would always find a way to overspend regardless yes. of what the amount was. Yes. And everyone does that. It's called life lifestyle inflation. You think about it. Think about how much money you were making five years ago. And you were thinking, oh, if I only made just a little bit more, if I made a little bit more, it'd be so much better. And now five years later, you're thinking, if I only made a little bit more, if I only made a little bit more, it'd be so much better. But you're probably making more now than you did five years ago. The problem is your spending increased as your income increased. And we all do that unless you're very conscious about your spending. The thing about this article that I did like is that um, Grant does get you to kind of think about your saving and your spending. And we don't actively do that. Um, the last time I was on, I talked a lot about retirement. And I and I do that because I feel like we are so missing out on um, our retirement. We don't think about it until we're closer to retirement. You wake up in your 50s and you're like, oh boy, I have $30,000 in my 401k. There is no pension. And they're talking about social security being in, insolvent. When you could have been saving a little bit from your 20s, you know, all the way through to have more money. So let's talk about this 10-year time frame because that's... Yeah. That's the part that's really like a sticking point for sure. a lot of people. It's a sticking point for me as well, because I'm going to be honest. A lot happens in 10 years. Which 10 year of your life are we talking about? Is it 10? Is it the 10 years in your 20s? Because if it's the 10 years in your 20s, there's a lot of opportunity there. You might be fresh out of college. You don't have a family. You don't have a whole bunch of responsibilities. Your bills are probably the lowest they will ever be in your life. You have the ability to have 10 roommates <laughs> and pay $500 a month for, um, you know, for an apartment. Um, so there's an opportunity there in your 20s. If you're in your 40s, it might be a different thing. At that point, you might have fa family. You have kids that you've got to pay for. You've got your own responsibilities. You may have, um, you know, a, a different lifestyle that you're paying for. So those 10 years, which 10 year is very crucial. For Grant, he was in his 20s when he started this. Yeah. I would bet um, if you started in his thirties, it'd be a different thing. Um, well, we build these, we build these pillars in our life that are difficult to get rid of. You look at the three biggest expenses, your home, your auto, and then your, and then your food cost. And yep. you look at those three, your home is quote, where your heart is, right? I'm a homebody. I love my house. 
making a change to move out of a house that you bought as much with your heart as you did with your head is incredibly difficult. Um, and then second, your auto to a lot of people, your auto kind of defines who you are. Now I'm over that. I drive a $5,000 car. It gets me from point A to point B. Uh, Kelly here talks about how they live on the bus lines. They can get down to one, you know, and a lot of people do that, but that's a hurdle for people. I remember watching that new playing with fire movie. We had Scott Rickens on stacking Benjamins and Mm -hmm. you know, his, his spouse, Taylor loved that BMW man, (laughs) just loved it. And uh, emotionally loved it. And when they switched over to a cheap Honda, you could see on the film, there was some serious coping going on. So changing some of these pillars or, you know, buying expensive food at whole paycheck or, you know, wherever you shop that's expensive is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to certain things. I think as you get older and you want to be comfortable as you get older. Um, And then there are things I think that, Grant didn't cover things that we now have um, healthcare costs. Uh, you know, that's especially now that I've just, I'm fresh out the hospital. Very important. The cost of healthcare um, is was he foregoing at this point? Now you can because you know they're rolling back um, the Affordable Care Act. But you know, for some people, that's that's a, a non-starter. They must have it. Um, so you know, that's a significant cost. Uh, so there, there are a lot of things here to factor in. But the one thing I did like about this article is having people be more intentional about their savings um, yeah. and focusing yeah. on 10 years. Because the fact is, if you saved as much as you could for 10 years, if you maxed out, you know, $19,000 a year for 10 years, which is the maximum you can contribute if you're under um, age 50 to a 401k, if if that's all you did, you maxed out for 10 years and you left it and the market returned average seven to 10 percent, uh, you know, for the next for the time you you retire, it is possible that you could have, you know, a decent nest egg. Yeah. So I like that part about being intentional. And I do like the part about having multiple income streams and um you know, having more ways to make money than we probably think that we can because we're stuck at one job. And my job as the um, as a hustle queen is to make sure that people know that you can make more money. You can make money outside of your job and you're not just stuck on your job's income and that you can increase your your um, your earnings so that you can increase your savings or you can pay down your debt faster. Our friend uh, Pam, the scholarship shark, hanging out with us here. Hey, Pam. Pam says, uh, you know, that season of life thing is so important. Kelly also mentions that, too. Add multiple teen young adult drivers. You might need another car. I yep. mean, th- things things really start to build over time for your family. This is, this is a four-hour discussion trying to cram it into 15 minutes we're already at yeah we're already at minute 18 so i think we're about uh, ready to do our big takeaway here before we do that i want to talk a little bit about our sponsor acre trader because i asked them to sponsor the show specifically because this investment resonated with me much like uh, this piece really resonated with sandy as you can see acre trader is something i really like and the reason is is that i grew up in the cornfields of 
of West Michigan. And I get that being a farmer is difficult, but buying farmland, historically, it's incredibly boring, boring in a good way, meaning it doesn't historically has not had the gyrations that commercial and residential real estate has had. In fact, it compares really well when you look at it versus bonds or gold as maybe a diversifier in your portfolio. Uh, in the old days, buying farmland was tough because trying to peel off enough of your portfolio to buy an entire field, you couldn't do that. But with Acre Trader, they take the field, they divide it into much smaller parts, and now you own a little piece of land and you get all the benefits of farmland investing, meaning every spring when the farmer pays the rent to you, you get your check. Uh, and then over time, as there is number one, less uh, farmland out there. And then number two, as the farmland appreciates, you end up getting that over time. Now, you have to be an accredited investor to get into Acre Trader. Make sure you look that up because this won't be for everybody. The reason for that is your money is locked up in farmland. And Sandy, you can't sell off a couple rows of corn to paint your bathroom. Uh, you, you don't get your money back until the field's sold and you definitely uh, want to know how this works. So for the explainer video, for a lot more on AcreTrader, use our link, acretrader.com forward slash MWF. And if you use our link, uh, they send us a little thank you for sending you their way, which is how we keep the podcast going. All right, that's going to do it for today, except for the most important part. What is our big takeaway. Sandy, would you like to go first? Yes. My takeaway is to be intentional about your retirement and to start thinking about it right now, not as you near retirement. I know that the thought process for a lot of people is that they can't afford to save for your retirement. The fact is that you cannot not afford to save for your retirement. Retirement is the one thing you cannot get a loan for. Um, and having sat in the hospital with 70 and 80 year olds for a week, trust me when I tell you that having savings can make a difference in the way that you're treated versus you're not treated. So be sure to start being intentional about your retirement. Maybe it's not retiring in 10 years, even if it's 20 years down the line, a little bit over 20 years makes a huge difference. I absolutely love that takeaway. And mine's going to dovetail right into that because, you know, when I first saw this piece, when you sent it to me, Sandy, I went 10 years, really? And knowing Grant, and I love Grant, he uses some hyperbole, but you know what? People get caught up in that. And that's, and that's my takeaway is that this is about a journey and excitement and setting these really high goals. And whether you're making $40,000, like Kelly talked about earlier, or 70,000 or 300,000, like granted, whatever the number is, I think this piece, Sandy, is all about living intentionally and setting goals. And I, I it, it really uh, made me think about this, this Michelangelo piece. And I, I pulled it up um, when you were talking earlier, because I think this, this Michelangelo quote is a lot about what goal setting is all about for me. Michelangelo said, the greatest danger for most of us is not that we aim too high and we miss it, but it, that it's too low and we reach it. We want to aim too high. So you know what? Maybe you don't get it in 10 years. Big deal. Okay. You get it in 12, maybe 14, maybe 16, maybe a day earlier than you would have had you been not so intentional. So uh, that's, that's my takeaway. Yay. Good right. takeaway. Last time I, I think I 
graded you like a C minus on your takeaway. Oh, come on. I, I'm going to give you an A plus. I, if, oh, good deal. Thank you. Except <laughs> your game up, Joe. I, well, what you happens know, when hanging out with thought leaders like myself does too. When Sandy's here, the bar is high. The bar is definitely high, which makes me sad, by the way, because you're about to become an alum alumnus. That's the that, that's the singular, isn't it? Of yeah. this show. This has been phenomenal hanging out with you, Sandy. I'm I'm being kicked off. You're not being kicked off. You are uh, now in the Hall of Fame. Like <sighs> when we talk to the people that are coming on next season, we tell them this is what you aspire to right here. Sandy Smith. Perfect. What's happening at Yes, I Am Cheap? Um, nothing. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> no. Um, the blog is continuing to roll with more ways to help you save money and live your best life. New article at least once a week, which is why it is nominated for a blog of Woo-hoo! the year award at the Plutus Awards, which I will not win. But that's okay, <laughs> though, because I will be on stage and I will be stealing that award. And the reason why Sandy says she won't win is because she's been nominated more times than anyone else for a Plutus Award. No, and I, I'm in a category with a number of really great people, and I I, I recognize when there are people better than me. So, well, I don't know. Um, yours yours is fantastic, and I think you've got uh, you've well, and you're not just nominated there; you're nominated a couple other places too, right? Biggest impact, yes. Which that's the one that really makes a difference for me because, as you know, I've been working a lot with um, underserved communities, um, women. Um, my hustle crew to really try to make a difference in their lives so they, they can make more money <laughs> so that they can retire, maybe not in 10 years, but and pay off debt and live a better life. So that one makes a huge, um, that's a huge one for me that I really, I really love being um, nominated for. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to win that one, but I'm not holding my breath because again, there's some great people in that category. Now, what I'm hoping for is, for the People's Choice Award. Now, those finalists have not yet been announced. I've been a finalist a few times for People's Choice. And you can help me. I'm going to do a shameless plug. Do Go it. PlutusAwards.com slash nominate and nominate me for a People's Choice Award. That would be great. if I. That's the one I stand a chance of winning because your direct vote can make a difference. And like Susan Lucci, that would be my 19th <laughs> nomination. You know what? You know how long it took for her to win the Best Actress Award? It was forever. It was her 19th straight nomination. Well, there it is. It would be perfect so, timing. If you help me to get my 19th nomination, this might be the one that I win. This could be the one. It could be the time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, everybody hanging out here with us live. If you want to hang out. If you want to hang out with us live while we make the show, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. Thanks to everybody who's left us a review of this show. Uh, and we just did a bonus episode because we said 15 minutes. We're at 25. Nice job, guys. Great conversations. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson, and for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. 
I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.